welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Well, hello, friends, and welcome once more to the podcast here with St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a church with a vision for being a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith. And in today's podcast, we're going to get to that a little bit in, in maybe some ways that we can help love and care and help people to overcome. And when I say we, as always, the fun is in our studio <laughs> today is my friend, my colleague, the woman with the good shoes, Pastor Stephanie, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm just doing great. It's so fun to be in studio all together and thinking about the holiday season and all the things that go along with that. You know, this year in particular, I have to say, I feel, I really shouldn't say this out loud, so don't tell anybody, Okay. but I feel a lot more relaxed about the holidays than I normally do. Normally it's kind of, you know, a little stressful, good stress because it's fun. There's a lot going on, but I just feel kind of like I've actually been able to sit back and enjoy Christmas lights and enjoy taking a breath every now and then. And it's just good. So So, yeah, that's wonderful. Now, do you have lots on your house? Yes. Well, not technically on our house. We have one of those pole, uh, light trees oh yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about I'm, and it's for, got a pole in the center, in the and, center the and the lights draped kinda, down yeah. yeah to make a tree shape and my husband phil always does that for us every year and then in the neighborhood where we lived previously in edmond before we moved down here uh our the lady that lived in our house two people before us in edmond she died of cancer and she had this dream that their neighborhood would have candy cane poles and then lights draped from each pole that would line the entire neighborhood. Wow. So she started it in in our, what became our yard, but she started it. And then it kind of caught on. Well, then when she died, the neighborhood said, let's really make this happen. So in Edmond, in that neighborhood, there's all these candy cane lights. And so we started that in our neighborhood, oh, too, which is kind of fun. So, yeah. So maybe in five years, it'll get to my side it'll of get our to subdivision, <laughs> right. and we'll have to go buy some candy canes. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of other people and fun in the studio, Jeff, you are here today with us. How are you? So far, so good. Good. And yeah. how are the lights at your house? Uh, non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> Non-existent. We don't. All, all the years of working in retail, he never had time. Nope. So. nope. Never nope. had time. Didn't to have do time. That. Yeah. No. <laughs> Stuff is still up in the attic and in the garage. You know, we haven't yeah. even got a tree out or oh. a hint of garlic or garlic. 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 <laughs> keep keep the Christmas vampires away. <laughs> After I'm lunch, wait, you know. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> isn't isn't that a mouth. lyric from the Grinch song? He is has it? garlic in his soul. <gasps> See, it's still See, it's going. connected to last there week's we podcast. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm so impressed. So there's no garlic at your house. DA for the save. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, looking forward to, you know, planning that out with family yeah. and, and, you know, doing that with kids and actually setting up a tree this year. Yeah. So. Oh, that'll be great. It'll be, it'll be fun. Yeah. You've it'll had a good. different year of, of holidays this it's year. It's been un- not unreal. Being yeah. Retail. So yeah. You, you were talking about uh relaxing and enjoying yeah. a little bit and yeah 
yeah, you're preaching to the choir over here. Right, right. <laughs> Good. You deserve it after 25 years. Well, I hope everyone that's listening is having the same kind of experience that you're uh, time of Christmas preparation is is good time, yeah. that, it, that it is not stressful. I'm willing to bet that one of the things people would say is really helping change the Christmas rush is online shopping. You are right about that. You know, uh, I, when I go home at lunch, one of the reasons I go home is to see if there's any new boxes. Yep. Not that I do that, but my wife <laughs> yes. does that. She's a smart I, you know, shopper. I might buy one or two things. Um, and sometimes she'll be in her office at night, and I think, God, you know, she's really in there working hard. <laughs> no, she's in there shopping <laughs> right. is what she does. But the great thing is that means I don't have to go out and do it, too. So exactly. I'm, I'm all in favor oh, of it. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, before we get too carried away with all that, uh, <laughs> let, let me ask this question. How is your Advent going other than just kind of chill and peaceful? Mm-hmm, and- mm-hmm. How about you, Jeff? You know, um, I'm being more involved here uh, with the services, doing the voiceovers and stuff like that. And that's honestly been a a big blessing for me this Advent Mm. season, you know, just getting into it and truly experiencing it before that, you know, one song on Christmas Eve. So it's it's nice to get into the season at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I I think only our podcast (laughs) listeners... May have connected that that's Jeff doing the voiceovers yes. for the Advent wreath candles. Yes. Because I listen to that and I go, I bet people are going, who is, who that? is that? Who is that? But the podcast listeners. Yeah, yeah they, they, they know. definitely know. <laughs> Although I did get uh, compliments on that this week did by you? Like, several people saying Excellent. that they enjoy that. Yeah. Excellent. It's Lots so of heads true. turning around in, in that uh, oh, service. Oh, okay. Today, so. <laughs> They're seeing if I'm, you're doing it live. I'm, I'm usually watching Stephanie go up there and light the candles. Know, <laughs> trying, right? to light <laughs> trying to light the candles. Yeah, if you were here last Sunday, you could go back and watch it online uh, at 8.15. Uh, the candle and I had a battle, and the candle won the battle. So, But I'm smarter than the candle, yes. and I just lit the other candle. And, and you're smarter than me because I told her I would have you know, dug keys out of my pocket or got my finger down, <laughs> and I would have made that wick work. Right. But you were wise. Just go to the next candle. Just go candle. to another candle. <laughs> That's exactly go. right. <laughs> so tell us how your Advent is going. My, you know, my Advent is going well. Here's one of the funny things is with Advent starting in November, right. we're already halfway through I know. Advent. And Crazy. it's like, but I don't feel like we're halfway to Christmas. Right, and, I don't either. And I love it when I talk to people. It, it is the busiest time of the right. year, but I don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. I actually anticipate some of the things, like when we have the blue Christmas service, yeah. um, just to know how meaningful that is to people. Uh, yeah. Of course, last year, I uh, got to celebrate my dad's life at yeah. that. And uh, if you don't know about blue Christmas, come ask Stephanie or I on Sunday. We'll That's be glad right. to <laughs> tell you what it is. Uh, excited about the sing-along We've, yes. we've got coming up, um, looking forward. I, I hope people will turn out for that because Christmas is a, a season of singing and rejoicing, but yeah. that's next week's podcast. So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but mine, mine is going well. Uh, it is, as we have talked about, the season. And mm. last week we looked at Tis the Season to Be Jolly, that um, the, the whole idea of jolly is to make someone or something else full of cheer right. and loving how we are able to do that and participate in that. Uh, but today we're going to look at what we shared last Sunday, and that is that Advent is also the season of hospitality. Mm-hmm. And 
the focus that we've had both the the first week and this last week really focuses around Mary and Mary's experiences mm-hmm. before and leading up to the birth of Jesus. Um, and we look at the the end of Luke's gospel. We know that Mary goes, you know, she makes that 80-mile journey, 30-hour journey, give or take, to visit her relative Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And at the end of chapter 1 in Luke, it says that she stayed with Elizabeth for three months. Yes. Now, to me, again, trying to think about that, I'm guessing that that was, you know, she stayed through the first trimester of right. the pregnancy. And probably, I'm guessing, is showing a little baby bump. Uh, I actually saw a woman that grew up in this church, lives in Texas now. She had posted that she's 17 weeks pregnant oh, wow. and showing her baby bump. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think maybe I got that one right. Um uh, <laughs> And now she goes back home at the end of that three months, goes back home to Nazareth, Mm -hmm. and she's got six more months. And, and, you know, right at the end of that six months, she's going to Bethlehem. And and I just find myself saying, why why was she making that trip? Of course, it was to fulfill the prophecy that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. But in that moment, you know, I I don't know if Mary and Joseph were like, oh, whoa, you know, the prophet (laughs) said we got to go to Bethlehem. I I, I don't really have the sense that maybe that's what they were thinking. It it may have been afterwards. They're like, oh, whoa, you remember, you know, we went to uh, the synagogue one Sunday and they talked about the prophecy, how the Messiah would be Mm -hmm. born in Bethlehem. And you just had a baby in Bethlehem. This just continues to confirm what Gabriel said to you when that angel appeared in the room. But when she went to um, see Elizabeth, again, I I think she was probably stressed. I Mm -hmm. I think she had all these conflicting, contradicting emotions. I mean, she Mm -hmm. had to be overwhelmed by God choosing her, but um, she also had to be overjoyed that God would choose her. I think she had to have some clarity You know, I'm, I don't doubt my experience. I don't doubt what God has said, but also some perplexity and some confusion. I yeah. think she was thrilled. I think, you know, you you can answer this question. Mm. Aren't most young mothers just a little bit scared? Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. Uh, and so she had all I'm these. I'm still scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she had all these emotions going through her spirit. Yeah. And when she went to see Elizabeth, she needed hospitality. Yeah. She needed to feel that embrace. She needed to know that she was welcomed and affirmed. Mm-hmm. And then when she goes to Bethlehem and they can't find a place to stay, somebody's got to extend yeah. hospitality to mm-hmm. them. And so that kind of gives the uh, the scriptural reason of, of why we would say this is a season for hospitality. Yeah. Of course, every season is for hospitality. Hospitality sure. doesn't go out of style with the changing of the um, seasons. But one of the things that we shared was to make a place hospitable. If, if we as disciples of Jesus are going to uh, make our homes or our churches mm-hmm. a place where people receive hospitality, mm-hmm. that first we, we've got to create room in our hearts yeah. to be hospitable. And so the, the question uh, comes to mind, have has your house ever been a place where people had to stay for a period of time? Have you ever had mm-hmm. anybody live with you? And, yeah. you know, what was that like? Well, for me, uh, when you asked that question on Sunday, I immediately thought of our sweet Nevaeh who came to live with us for a long time. And was living with you when you, yeah. you came to when St. I came Andrews. To St. Andrews. I actually thought about that writing the sermon, and then I'd forgotten about yeah, it Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was just interesting to be reminded of that because uh, for those of you that don't, don't know, my daughter Callie, who is almost 16, when she was about 
12 or 13, she kind of befriended this young girl who just had a terrible home life and uh, her mother was on just drugs and things and it just was bad. But um, she just never wanted to be there. And her dad was in jail at the time. And so um, Callie said, could we please have her over spend the night? She's crying. You know, it was kind of this immediate thing, this emergency type kind of thing. And I'd never met her before, but I said, sure, absolutely. Well, it came to be that then for the next year and a half, she lived with us almost every day um, until her dad got out of jail and he was able to have custody of her. And now she's in a safe place and with good people. And uh, But, you know, it's an interesting thing when you're talking about needing to first make our hearts hospitable before we can really offer that to anybody else. Um, you know, really, I think it starts with a choice to be happy to see people because that's like a first step in hospitality. I I have been around several people that like when I walk in the room, they act like they could care less if I'm there. And for me growing up, as I experienced that with at school or with people that just weren't hospitable, it, it impacted me. And I thought I am never again going to be around a person that thinks I don't want them there. Yeah. So I, I committed to being anytime somebody would come around, hey, it's good to see you, or I'm so glad I get to see you, just making those statements of you you belong here. You know, right. I, I am a person that wants you here, even if nobody else in your whole life wants you here. And I think that is what I loved about your statement about making our hearts hospitable is if we do that and we uh, make room in our hearts for other people, then we are also paving the way to make room in our hearts for God. Because he wants us to love him and love others. I mean, those are the two greatest commandments. So if we are willing to love our brothers and sisters, then it shows that we're willing to love right. God. And I think it's just a, a way of saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna show people that they that they belong, that they are special in the eyes of God. And then sometimes that means we open our house to them. You know, that's even a bigger step right. when you start having to live with people. I remember when Nevaeh was living with us, because our family, while we love having people around, we like our me time. You know, sure. we like to to close in and close the doors for a little while and just be us. And so having somebody there twenty four seven that isn't a part of your family, it does make you think twice about who you really are when the doors are closed, you know, right. and, and that's important too. But what about you? What about we, you? We did. It, shortly after we moved to St. Andrews, uh, had just gotten settled into our house, uh, a friend of mine um, who had been on my staff at the church in Tulsa, he had been our youth minister, his mm-hmm. name was David Mulliken. And when David and his wife left Will Rogers, they moved out of state uh, and they were there for a while, but they were ready to come back to Oklahoma. And his wife is not from Oklahoma, oh, uh, yeah. but they were ready to come back. Uh, but he didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a place to live. They had two little girls. Oh, wow. Uh, and they they didn't ask us for anything, but somehow or another, they were talking to Robin. And Robin said, well, y'all can come live with us. Oh. And she was also pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. uh, we've got, you know... Our oldest son was maybe 10 at, mm. by that time. Uh, Jonathan, maybe three. Karis, maybe two. Wow. And their kids, the age of Jonathan and Karis, and they were yeah. loud, you know, <laughs> yes. we remember that. Uh, and then he found a job, and, and it was unusual because he was not really able to be around mm-hmm. all of us. I mean, uh, he w- he was working so much trying to build things up for them, oh, wow. and they stayed upstairs. We moved Garrett down in a bedroom with Jonathan for yeah. just you know 
Well, I think they lived with us for about five months. Wow, yeah. Uh, and, and great people. And it's one of those things like if someone – if, if if it had been me, I might have gone to Robin and said, hey, you, you think we could make room for them to live? I, w- I would yeah. have asked. And my wife is not that way. She just makes decisions and announces it to me. And, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> oh, okay, good. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, we, we love them very much. We stay in yeah. touch with them. Uh, and one of the things I remember telling them, because they felt bad, they're like, mm. you know, we're we're eating your food, right. we're, you know, using your utilities, your internet and all this. Yeah. And I just remember saying, you know, I, I was really blessed. The church gave me a very nice raise. And mm. so we, we can do this yeah. and, and never felt like it was anything that God wasn't involved yeah, in right. in some way. Um, and so that that's kind of, you know, just thinking about the Mullicans, that was kind of one of the things I thought, I want to ask this question. Mm. And again, when I was writing the sermon, I remembered Nevaeh. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, how about you? Anyone mm-hmm. ever lived with you or you ever lived with anyone? Mm-hmm. No, no, I've, I've never lived with anyone, but you know, I've had uh, two past experiences, kind of, kind of the same situation with uh, Nevaeh, you yeah. know, um, uh, Bear's mother uh, was a Palm Squad coach mm-hmm. um, back in the day and uh, had one of her girls, uh, that called us from the police station. Yeah. And uh, after talking to her and whatnot, you know, uh, we drove down there and she went in to talk to the to the little girl and the mm-hmm. police officers and then came out and was like, uh, I kind of did something. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what'd you do? Mm-hmm. Well, I told her she could come live with us until things settled down. And, you know, we she kind of gets... Mm-hmm things figured out and gets on her feet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a no brainer for me. It was like, Oh, okay. So yeah, we, yeah. we had a spare room at the time and, yeah. and you know, uh, she was with us for probably two, three months and, mm-hmm. and was able to get things lined out for herself and yeah. family down in Texas. And, um, recently my, my youngest daughter Ashton had, uh, her mother and one of her best friends that, mm-hmm. uh, stayed with us quite a bit. And, mm-hmm. uh, my wife, Tina and, uh, both kids were good friends with them and, yeah. and the family and stuff. And we all sat down as a family and said, you know, we're, we're looking to do this and how do you guys feel about it? And immediately everybody's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that. that's awesome. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, as we're talking about this, one of the things that people may hear more about for our church is, uh, Stephanie and I went to a meeting, gosh, just about a month ago yeah. and they talked about the, students in more public schools mm-hmm. which you know that's the school district that uh, our church is located mm-hmm. in that are homeless yeah and how it is the the schools are trying to do things to yeah. find homes for them so it it could be that someone listening who knows maybe god will lay it on your heart that yeah there's a student that just needs a place to live so they can graduate and maybe you have that room and space yeah. and uh if if that's actually the case you know we just want to continue to pray god's going to make your heart full of hospitality right to them and um that that would you know it's it's a season for that that doesn't yeah. go out of style That's season right. so one of the things that i look at in mary again is when she runs away to uh, that sounds like she was a teenage runaway when she <laughs> travels to um see elizabeth yeah. you know again she has all these emotions she's probably feeling um a little bit of estrangement Mm -hmm. you know needing to distance herself from her normal environment Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I had read this quote last week I don't remember who said it but I thought that's that's spot on and what they had said was hospitality is the antidote 
to our estrangement that if we're feeling separated from people if we Mm -hmm. feel like we don't belong that we don't have a a group of people that we can call community which again when the church is at our best that's some of what we're doing we're we're worshiping god but we're doing it as a people that belong to him as a community uh but when people feel estranged from god estranged from the church that they're not welcomed or wanted hospitality is the antidote for that I, i can think of a member here in our church i won't name her name but um she had grown up going to a different church and felt like the message there was always condemnation and you're not good enough for mm-hmm. God and blah, blah, blah. And when she came here, she goes, I, it, it, it's taking me time to get used to the mm-hmm. idea of grace. Wow. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, hospitality, God's gracious yeah. invitation well, is and, an antidote. Yeah. And that's what I love about this phrase that you used about hospitality being the antidote to our estrangement is because that is exactly what God first did for us. We were estranged from him. We were separated from him because of our sin. And then he, in his great hospitality, opens himself up to us so that we might come in. And I just think that's amazing. And then why wouldn't it be the case then that that's what we need to do for other people? Right. And it is a core value of our church. I mean, Mm -hmm. when we're going through the expectations of what it means to be a member, you know, we, we expect you to be in worship. We expect you to be involved in discipleship. Mm-hmm. We expect you to find a place to serve. We expect you to give of your finances. The fifth one is, and we expect you to be hospitable. Right. So if you're a member, don't park in the parking spaces we reserve for people that want to <laughs> visit our church. Uh, I, I know this is one that I, it's a battle that you don't even fight because you know you'll never win. But the reality is when we're at our most hospitable, members of the church don't sit in the back. Right. Because when somebody new comes in, they want to sit in the back. They want to be anonymous and and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, so maybe I just ought to pray those people have hospitable hearts and (laughs) at least sit on, you know, the third row down. Third and fourth row. (laughs) They don't have to sit on the front row. That's right. (laughs) uh, But, yeah, this we want to feel welcome when when somebody – as as you were talking about with Nevada, you kind of take her in and you belong here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're one of us and yeah. until things change for her. Yeah. And, and in the church, we never know when people come, whether it's on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. or whether it's you know, like the Taste of the Seasons event we had last Saturday yeah. or, or whenever. We never know what estrangement, what guilt, what hurt mm-hmm. people are bringing in with them. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they need is for us to say we're glad you're here. Yeah. Uh, what What can we do? You know, can we help you find a bottle of water? Or do you need a nursery? Or mm-hmm. just just little things we can do to say we're glad you're here. We're not going to smother you. We're not you know shopper mm-hmm. stalkers mm-hmm. like you, you hear about in furniture stores. Uh, <laughs> we're 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 here to welcome you, and it's yeah. truly our desire that you find a spiritual home mm-hmm. in this place. Well, and I think too, to, in order to have a heart of hospitality. You have to make a commitment to take the focus off of yourself because it would be easy for any of us in the lives that we lead and the busyness and the craziness that we have to to walk right past somebody, whether it's at church or at work or at the grocery store. It's easy to just walk right past people and and not think about them. But if you are going to have a heart of hospitality, it should extend far beyond just when you're at church, when you're supposed to be hospitable. Well it, said. Yeah. and Well, thank you. It needs to extend to every area of our lives, including the people that you would overlook with your hosp- hospitality. And by that, I mean your own family. You know, a lot of times 
we will treat the people we're supposed to love the most the worst because we know that they'll be okay with it. Yeah. Well, that is so wrong. You know, you, you should treat your husband, your wife, your kids, your parents, whoever it is that's in your family with the greatest level of hospitality to remind them, I love you. I want you here. I want you to be with me. I'm so glad that you're around. You know, how many people need to hear those words when they think that their life is worthless, but then mm-hmm. they hear somebody actually is glad that I'm around. Yeah. What a great thing. But then also it should extend to the people that we pass in the stores. I can't tell you how much I love to get smiled at by somebody in the store that I don't know. You know, when they walk past me, they didn't just ignore me. They they actually were outside of their own little mental cocoon enough to say, there's people walking past. I'm going to use this opportunity to make them feel good. Yeah, you know? I, I'm sitting here trying to think of, you know, what are just some practical ways? We shared some in the Sermon Sunday. If you're mm-hmm. on site, here's things you can do to offer yeah. hospitality, you know, asking people online, you know, to do stuff. So when, when you're out and about, what are some things you can do when you're not at church that offer hospitality mm-hmm. to people? And, and, and I'll share because while you're talking, I've got a couple that comes to mind. Yeah. One is it's, it's just good manners. Uh, it's chivalrous. Jeff, mm-hmm. I'm sure you do the same thing. I'm going to hold a door open for a woman. Oh, yep. Yes, you definitely. Know, I'm, I'm always going to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I try to be aware sometimes when I'm shopping, if, if I see, and it's always a woman, it's, it's never a man I look at this, <laughs> but if, if she's looking up at the top shelf yes. and I can tell she can't reach something, yeah. but she might want something, I will always ask, can I help you get that? Yes. And a lot of times... Uh, they're like, oh no, I'm I'm just looking. But they're sometimes will say, you know, if you don't mind, <laughs> I, I can't reach that. And and that's just being aware. Yeah. And you know, of course, yeah. I only do that when I'm not in a hurry. You know, <laughs> I, I I have plenty of other times, and I've done this here at church where I have walked right by people, usually during the week, not yeah. on Sunday morning. And and I literally have to stop and turn around and say, I'm sorry, I did not speak to you. I was in my own world. Right. How are you? You know. Yeah. Just how are you? Because yeah. we want this to be a place of hospitality. If right. people come here and they say, I was welcomed, I was greeted, mm-hmm. I felt like I belong. I always want them to know that's not a mistake. No. You didn't catch us on a good Sunday. That's who we want right. to be all the other time. Right. So, but when when y'all mm-hmm. are out and about, can you think of? ways people can offer yeah what about you jeff no i think yeah you you hit mm-hmm. the nail on the head da um you know opening doors for people mm-hmm. uh you know just uh, basic manners you mm-hmm. know and i think that's kind of lost in today's yes, society it really is calling their base sir and ma'am you know yeah and, and that has its own connotations with it and everything right. else but you know um uh, things like that but uh one of the things that uh kind of hit me sunday during the sermon was you know yes we want to be hospitable to those that are visiting, Mm -hmm. but also, and I think our church does this very well, Mm -hmm. is being hospitable to the people that are always here as well. Yeah, I agree Um, with you. So, you know, uh, letting people know that they are part of our community and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like uh, one of the things I love that we're doing this year is our family faith Christmas tree. And by the way, if you guys have not brought your ornaments (laughs) up, bring your ornaments up and, 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 you know, this is part of your home you know bring your yeah. ornament up that represents your family yeah, yeah yours is on, on the our way tree. you told us that in staff yep yeah. have y'all put an ornament up well here's the thing uh, confession I have, a confession i i have been pondering between two ornaments and the one i really want to bring up is a shoe but i can't find it <laughs> not a real shoe but we a actually, shoe ornament we actually have a shoe ornament that i can bring for you <gasps> See, if you can't I find have yours one i know that i have it. it's the perfect one but i haven't found it yet so I will. I will bring it up. 
Yeah. Have you? Yeah, we yeah, did. Uh, did. We we after watching all the ball games last Saturday, it's like yeah, we got to put up the tree. So I <laughs> and, and I never do this. I put up the tree. Yeah. Got it ready. Uh, and then that night I got the you know we're gonna decorate. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we put the tree up. Yes. And I found this ornament. And I thought it would be a great ornament. And so I just said, how about this be our family ornament? Yeah crickets oh, no. no response at all it's like okay it's not gonna be this not one. that one and um then robin said well here's something i think that looks good and i'm not down with that <laughs> and so it's like now the simplest of all decisions is going to be complicated right but yes we we did find an ornament Ooh, there's a spider crawling over there on something in my oh, office oh it's a big spider so, that looks like the same spider that Jeff took outside last week. Do you remember that, Jeff? There was yeah, a spider on the floor, and you, Fred. you, Fred, Fred, our good friend, Fred. Fred. Is that you? I was going to squash him with my boot, but Jeff was being very kind and took him outside, <laughs> and he found his way back inside. Well, that, that came from outside. I'm sorry, anyway, we sorry. digress. Yeah, we're <laughs> so when we talk about offering hospitality at church, friends, I would I would want to put the challenge out there before you. What are some things you can do now? Parking is nice, and helping people yeah. introduce, you know, find their way around i always like to introduce myself uh and after even after i preached last sunday i think i looked at you and you said you see that guy back there yeah i have no idea what his name is yeah. and i greet him every sunday and so i'm gonna have to suck it up and swallow my pride and say i'm sorry i cannot remember your name yeah oh it's and hard. and while i'm afraid that could be offensive to mm -hmm. him at the same time i would hope that he thinks Oh, he really wants to know what my name is. Yeah, exactly. You know? Or And he might think, oh, I'm so glad I'm not the only person that forgets names, because that's what I think when people say that. Yeah. The other interesting thing I, I just wanted to add about hospitality is that I do think if we are going to take the steps to be hospitable all the time, that we really have to take an outlook that is positive on things. Oh, absolutely. Because people really pick up on that. And people don't really want to be around negative people, so it's not very hospitable. So it, I think if, if you're a person out there who says, this is really out of my comfort zone, like I do not like to walk up to people and tell them my name and whatever, shake their hands. But if really you can just go in with this attitude of being positive about something, people will pick up on that and they'll gravitate towards it. Yeah, we, you know? we always want to be greeted. And uh, again, that's that's what I try to do between services and everything is go around and just greet people and let them know. Yeah. And, and I, I get in the habit, and I don't want it to be cliche, but it's like, I'm glad you're here this morning. Yeah. It's good to see you this Definitely. morning. For those of you that uh, may have joined the podcast and you've worshiped with us online, we are truly great for that. And we're we're trying to learn how to better offer hospitality. Mm -hmm. That's why we have a, a minister, not a pastor, but a minister online during our live streaming services to interact with people and we we ask people hey check in let us know you're here and when people do that it's always great to see how other people are yeah. hey i was going to call you the other day or yeah or whatever um the the, stare, the story of mary and her journey just reminds us we need to be hospitable we need to be a place that creates space yes for people to, to come in with all their baggage, with all their emotional, conflicting and contradicting thoughts going yeah. through their head, with all their hurts and all their pains, and say, um, we welcome you here because we get the idea the world really didn't welcome the birth of Jesus yeah. that much. And we, we want to make sure we're getting it right now. Yeah. So, so y'all have any closing thoughts to share today? Well, I am just excited to see how we can all – 
take this charge very seriously and continue to be hospitable to those in our lives, the people that are closest to us and the people that we may never see again. I just think that's really important. And we really want you to join us for all the fun things we're doing this Advent season. This Sunday night, December 12th, we will have our Christmas musical production. Kids and adults alike will be in this production and we're really excited about it. It's called All About That Baby. So I hope you'll check out the website so you can see what time that is. But then also the following Sunday, December 19th, we're doing a Christmas meal and sing-along. And that is going to be so much fun. I cannot wait for this night. And and they will get to hear the astounding soloist, Pastor Stephanie Greenwald, (laughs) singing one of the greatest, most traditional Christmas songs ever. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Well, no, I'm not you, singing you, that. You have to be from Oklahoma to <laughs> sing that, and, and you're actually and I'm from not, Kansas. That's you're, true. You know, and that'll be <laughs> later on in my musical career. <laughs> But we are going to have so much fun. Uh, Our concert pianist and my good friend Robert Faisal is going to be there to play the piano. And Pastor DA and I are both going to be leading the hymns and songs. We are super excited about that. And Jeff, as always, will be behind us. You probably just chased away a third of our audience for that (laughs) night. (laughs) Nobody's come to see it because they really want to see how that goes, which they should. So I hope you'll come to that as well. And then just join us online or on site uh, for Sunday mornings throughout the season of Advent. And we do pray for you that things in your life will be calm and relaxed this holiday season and that you will get to experience all the joy of being uh, a child of God. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.